Aren't you glad for God's strength? I mean, where would we be? Imagine if we had to do this thing called life all on our own. In fact, many of us have done that for a long time, and then we found Christ. And without Christ, really, we're living this life not really with a purpose, but we just exist. Or we don't have a reason to live. We just kind of go with the flow of things and we live how we want to. But once we find God, then we find a greater purpose for living. It's like now life makes sense because there's a purpose for us. And I think when we can find our strength in God, then He can help us deal with difficult days. How many of you guys have difficult days? Any, anybody? Anytime? Yeah. We all deal with difficult days. But here's what we want to tackle today. This thing called stress. Did you know that God can help us with this thing called stress? Now, we all have stress. But there's good stress and bad stress. For instance, like this guitar. There's good stress. And when the guitar is tuned right and there's that tension, then there's harmony. There's a perfect tune to it. But if you tighten it too much, then it breaks. And that's not good stress. Some of us are living with bad stress. Don't look at that person. I'm just saying we live with bad stress. We have that feeling. Now, what is stress anyway? Well, I want to draw a diagram for us to understand a little bit better what is stress. And so here's our bodies, gingerbread man type, and here's our brain. And at the base of our brain is this thing called the hypothalamus, which releases hormones and chemicals into our bodies. So stress, sometimes we think, is, is in our mind. We think that's what stress is. But studies show us that stress first starts with this thing called a feeling. That we feel stressed. And it comes upon us, but it actually is our body that gets stressed. Not really our mind. Because it releases these chemicals. Here's our kidneys. And it's in this area right here, our adrenal glands, that releases these chemicals. It's called adrenaline. And cortisol. Cortisol. Now these chemicals, when released in our body, one, when adrenaline is released into our bodies, it increases heart rate. And so our heart starts to beat faster. The reason why it does that is so that it can increase our energy level and the nutrients we need or the, the oxygen that we need throughout our entire body. So let's just say, for instance, you're, uh, you're driving and, and the person in front of you slams their brakes. Your hypothalamus says, okay, you're going to hit that car. We got to react quickly. So we're not thinking too straight right now or quickly. So we need to release these chemicals so that you can react quick. And it does it in a microsecond. That's how God created us. So it releases these chemicals and now you're jittery. And now after this, you know, almost accident, your heart rate is higher. Isn't it true that you're, you're so, you're like, look at me, I'm shaking. It's because you have all this adrenaline now in your body. And so you don't know what to do with it. You're stressing out right now. And so you have even your, your sugars in your body is released. And so now you have all these chemicals in your body. But it's a good thing. And it's, it can be good for you because of these situations. Or like before you do a recital or some type of a school play. Or maybe you're going to take a test. It, it releases these chemicals so that you can think sharper. We see it as nervousness or butterflies. You kind of feel the butterflies in your stomach. Kind of like when I look at Heidi. <laughs> it's like, that's so cheesy. <laughs> but it releases these chemicals so that you can think sharp. So that you can do what you need to do. 
And some of us, if we're not careful, we live this way. We just keep our adrenaline high and we always are on this high stress level. And our bodies are not going to reset it. Sometimes it doesn't reset it properly. We have to do certain things to decrease our stress. If not, we become grouchy, uh, irritating. We cannot focus. We have a hard time dealing with people because we're constantly at a high stress level. And so now, how, how, do, we, how do we work with, with this thing called stress? Well, the good side to it is there are practical things that we can do. And one of them is this thing called sleep. Not right now, but sleep. Some of us operate on, on minimal hours of sleep. And so our bodies cannot distress itself. Because of all these stress responders, if we don't get this thing balanced, then our chemicals in our bodies will be in balance. Therefore, causing us to be more prone to illnesses or to get sick more. Our immune system shuts down. So when there's people around us who are sick, we can catch their sickness quickly because our immune system is at a low level. Heart disease. We can also run into diabetes. And then, if we're not careful, now our heart is at this thing that we call high blood pressure, which can lead to all kinds of things. So we want to try and bring this down. So sleep is one of them. Another thing, and, and we all do this, and we did this this morning, is through music. Music. Music really distresses us, but it has to be the right kind of music. I mean, if you're listening to the wrong kind of music, your body is under stress. You know, classical music is probably one of the best to de-stress us. Because the way it works with our mind and our brain and the way our our, our brain functions. It just, it calms us. So if you're listening to music that has negativity, swearing, and all this bad stuff, then you're actually increasing your stress. And you just feel like, no, this song is good. No, this song is increasing your stress. So when you're going to lash out on somebody, you're lashing out with that song in mind. And so the words will come out too. But if you're at a lower stress level because of music, then you're more pleasant. I'm not saying that, you know, you listen to music that's pleasant all day, classical music, then when people snap at you, you're going to come on and say, oh, it's such a beautiful day. It's not, it's, it's, it's not that simple. But what it does do is it, it does decrease your stress level. And then, of course, the one that we all have a difficult time with, exercise. I should have wrote it first and circled it. Exercise. What exercising does is it releases good chemicals. Endorphins that are healthy for us, natural ones, the feel-good ones. We're able to think better, we're sharper, and we're in a much better mood. Not just stressing out. Now, these things are great. Also, relaxation. Uh, If you can just relax. Some of us are tense right now. Just relax your shoulders. Kind of drop your shoulders. Take a deep breath. Just relax. Chill out. Or like we say nowadays, chillax. It's like we, we're trying to find words that will help us to reduce stress. So just relax. And most of the times we're taking short breaths. We're breathing very shallow, which decreases oxygen in our blood. So now you add that to stress, we're, we're messed up on the inside. That's why every once in a while you got to take deep breaths. Did you know that dogs breathe properly? 
Watch your dog once in a while. When they're sleeping, they'll breathe and they'll just do this. That's what dogs will do. You might be thinking, that's what my husband does once in a while. But we do that. We have to take a deep breath every now and then so that we can increase the oxygen levels in our blood system. And it decreases stress. So not just relaxation, but also uh, when, you, when you can find that time to ask people for help. If you can even ask people for help, then that's a good thing. Now, some of us, we don't want to ask people for help because we don't want to feel like we're bothering people, but it decreases stress. But the greatest one of them all is this thing called... Laughter. Like, look at my handwriting. It will cause you to laugh. Probably couldn't read it. Look at the person next to you. It'll cause you to laugh. Watch. You see? It just happens. It's a result of... Stress. Maybe they stress you out. Maybe the person next to you is the person that is the problem. Maybe you're the problem. Who knows? And I know you're agreeing right now. And as you do your battle, we'll continue on with the message. Laughter is one of those things that really helps us decrease stress. Now, we have movies that we watch nowadays that has a lot of comedy to it. But some of them are not good comedy. You know, when you watch it, it's just, ah, bad humor. So although you want to laugh... There's the spiritual side to it. And God wants to bring that balance. Yes, we can do these things, but how do we we allow God to help us with this thing called stress? Because we're all going to stress out. Now, here's what the Bible says, and you can turn to your notes. It's in your bulletin. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. The Bible tells us to do this. Incline your ear and come to me. In other words, God is saying, pay attention. Come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. God is saying, I'm not a one-shot deal. I'm not a pill that you come to. I am an everlasting God. I am making a covenant with you, which is an agreement that for the rest of your entire eternity, I'm going to be here for you. That if you pay attention to me, that I will be your God. You're going to find your rest in me. And although we're created with great stress responders and that will help, God's cure for stress is not found in us, it's found in Him. And here's the first thing we can learn together, is to find my rest in God. To find our rest in God. And some of us, we just got to figure out when, when our day ends, or when our, our work ends, when our activities end. Some of us, it just weaves into everything. A day, and two days, three days, they kind of just meld into each other. And there has to be times for us to know when to say we're done. That, okay, work is finished. I'm not bringing this home. Okay, what I dealt with with this person, it's finished. We solved it. I'm not going to talk about it again. It's done. Otherwise, we carry all these burdens with us and we just pack it on our, our shoulders. And then we carry these things and we wonder why we continue to stress. And once one person says one thing, it, it just releases everything else. And we don't know when to finish. we got to know when to finish. Sometimes we wear ourselves out by trying to solve everything. We just try to do everything ourselves. And the worst kind of stress is, is trying to do something about someone or something that you can't do anything about. That's where worry comes in. You worry about other people. You, we worry about our children. We worry about our parents. And there are certain things we can do, but there are certain things we just cannot control. And we stress out about what we cannot do anything about. 
That's the worst kind of stress because you can't do anything about it. And my, my theory is this. If God can't solve it, what more can we do? Or if God is solving it and He's doing something about it and He's doing it His way, why should I stress about what God can do better than me? And we stress out about the things that we cannot do and we carry all these burdens. Here's what Jesus said, and, and I like how he puts it in Matthew chapter 11. He says, come to me, all of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads. For some of you who wash clothes a lot, you can put laundry instead of loads. And I will give you rest. Wouldn't it be great if we could just find rest? Take my yoke upon you, take my yoke and put it on you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in spirit and you will find rest. For the yoke I will give you is easy and the load I will put on you is light. So we will still carry loads, but it's light. It's not as heavy as the burdens we carry on ourselves and the ones we make for ourselves. But he says, you got to come to me. You got to find your rest in me. That's where you're going to find true rest. Yes, you can sleep, but true rest will come from me. I'm the one that will carry your burdens for you, the ones you cannot carry. He says, when you find me and you, you come to me, you're going to find rest for your soul. Sometimes when we, when we stress out, what actually happens is we take it out on people. We don't, we, don't, we don't just hold it to ourselves. We take it out on people. Or sometimes we stress out so much that we can't even think straight. The other day I was supposed to meet someone here uh, a couple people at 8 o'clock in the morning. And so I said, 8 o'clock, perfect, okay. And we're going to check out this other uh, campsite that we'll probably be doing in the future. So I said, well, let's meet here at 8 o'clock. <clears throat> so we get here. Uh, but before I actually get here, uh, I have like a, I guess we could call it a schedule. Like when you wake up in the morning, you know what you're going to do. And so you figure those things out the day before. And so I got my schedule in the morning. I know what I'm going to do. So that morning when I wake up, Heidi has to be here because she's going to cook for this camp and the women's ministry. She has to be here at 6 o'clock. So she tells me before she leaves, she says, can you feed the dogs and the chickens? We just got chickens. So we got to feed these things. You might think, just let them run around. No, we have dogs too. So we got to put them in a coop because one chicken already saw God. So, So we have these chickens and these dogs that we need to feed. So she asked me, can you feed the dogs and the chickens? Because I got to go. Now, at that very moment, I'm thinking, okay, now I got I to gotta really think through, okay, well, how am I going to do this and, 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 and uh, my schedule in the morning? So I, said, so I said, sure. Because if I didn't, we're going to fight. <laughs> so I said, absolutely, can do. She goes, oh, thank you so much. And then she went. And no way I was going to, you know, put her in a bad mood before she comes up here. Serving God Almighty. So... I said, sure, no problem. So I'm getting ready and ready to leave. Feed the dogs, feed the chickens. And I'm already late, so I call my friends to let them know, okay, I'm going to be there at 8.30. So I arrive here at 8.30, and then we head out to this place, this property that we we're going to look at. So I get there to the area where I think it is. By this time, I'm already stressing out. So we're driving back and forth. And I'm like, it has to be somewhere around here. I said, I know who I can call. I can call Bunny. Bunny Correa oversees our high school. And so I said, okay, I'll call Bunny because she knows where it is. So I call Bunny. I said, hey, Bunny, um, where exactly is the property? She goes, well, if you're driving past, um, wait, where are you? And I said, I'm, I'm looking for the, the property. She goes, you left already? I said, yeah. She goes, 
without me? I said, what do you mean without you? She goes, Sheldon Loxina. Now, you know I'm in trouble when that happens. There's no pastor in the beginning. It's just Sheldon Loxina. And I said, what? She goes, I'm here at the church. You told me to meet you here at 8 o'clock. And all of us are going to check out this place. And we're going to pray over this place. Did you forget about me? And now my friends are in the van with me. And they're looking at me. And they go, what? I said, we forgot about Bunny. They're like, oh, and they start laughing because they know they're not in trouble. They know I'm in trouble. And so I said, oh, I'm so sorry. She goes, you forgot about us. I said, no, I didn't, I didn't forget about you. So now here's what I'm thinking in my mind. Heidi. Because the dogs and the chickens, that's what I'm thinking. I, I didn't say that to Heidi. I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, it's her fault. If I didn't, if I didn't have to feed the dogs and, and the, the chickens, I would have made it on time. And I probably would have been thinking straight. And my mind would have been clear. And I could have been focused. But I, I, I didn't want to say that because if I did, then it would be a whole different thing. I would have to deal with Heidi. I'd rather just deal with Bunny. That's, just, that's fine. And so I said, I'm sorry. And we, so we turned around and we came back. We couldn't even find the place. I think God did that because I forgot Bunny. I think God says, you want to forget about her? No land. <laughs> drive, go, drive, drive, drive. Yeah. Good for you. And so we were done. And I thought to myself... I can find every person to blame when it comes to stress. I can find reasons to blame when it comes to stress. But really, stress occurs in me. No matter what the circumstances are around us, it really doesn't stress us out. We get stressed by letting it influence what's happening on the inside. See, when we cast our cares for Jesus, what it means is we're not, we're not casting our cares on the situation. We're not casting our cares on blaming people. We're not casting our cares on the situation. It means we're saying to God, Lord, I, I'm in this situation. And if you messed up, just say to him, Lord, I messed up. I, I got to do better next time. But I'm casting this care on you. You got to help me through, through this situation. Lord, I, I'm late for this meeting. Lord, you got to help me. I cast this care on you. I'm not going to blame anybody else. I'm going to look to you. And I'm going to cast my care on you. Can you place your burden on me, which is lighter than the burden I'm carrying right now? And when you do that, the Bible says, and His promise is, you will find rest. Because it's all on Him. We usually get stressed out because we're thinking what other people are going to think about what we're doing. And so we get stressed out. And He says, no, no, you cast your cares on me. Rest in God. The second thing is to settle my soul. We all need to settle our soul. We say that to our children all the time. Okay, guys, settle down, settle down, sit down. Everything is down. Move down, sit down. Get down. And so we tell that to our children, but it's like we got to tell our own selves, just settle down. Got to settle our souls. Some of our souls are not at rest. It's too stressed out. And so we live that way. And I thought, if we can just settle in. Did I miss a scripture? Yeah, Hebrews 4, 9. The promise of arrival and rest is still there for God's people. I've got to settle my soul. God himself is at rest. And at the end of the journey, we'll surely rest with God. So let's keep at it and eventually arrive at the place of rest. Not drop out through some sort of disobedience. That's where we're going to find our rest. Our soul will not settle itself. 
we must do that on purpose. It doesn't accidentally happen. Our bodies are not just going to settle it itself. Our soul is something we must take care of on purpose. That we got to settle our souls. Have you ever met someone or know someone who they're just always stressed? First thing in the morning, stressed. They wake up stressed. There's no, good morning, dear. There's no, good morning. There's just none of that. First thing in the morning, they wake up. Oh, what's today? Oh, what? Oh, I'm late. Okay, come on. Put on your shoes. Put on your shoes. Kids, get up. Everybody, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What about breakfast? Just go grab a box of cereal. What about milk? Just eat it in the car. You'll be fine. Drink milk when you get to school. I mean, we stress out in the morning. It's like we wake up mad. We wake, we wake up angry, grouchy. First thing in the morning, who did the dishes? Who, where's all the dishes? Who put away the dishes? Because there's 16 dishes in here, four forks, there's five cups left. Nobody put away the dishes. And then there's dirty dishes in the sink. Whose dishes is this? Whose dishes is this? It's four o'clock in the morning. Whose dishes is this? And you're single living by yourself. Whose dishes is this? You know that's when you're going crazy. Uh, but we wake up that way. We wake up with all this adrenaline in us because we wake up stressed. Some of us go to sleep mad. We just go sleep mad. Whether you get into a fight or whatever it is, or you're stressed out about the day that's coming up. Now, here, here's where the problem comes. We stress out about the things that may never happen. And we worry about the things that may never come true. We stress out about situations before the situation even happens. And we kind of live that way. It's time to settle our soul. Psalm 46.10. It says for us to be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Some of us just need to settle our soul. We had a birthday party at my house and Heidi was in the kitchen cooking. So I'm thinking, she needs help. You know, there's a lot of things to do, so I'm going to help her. Now, Heidi, Heidi loves doing these things. She'll cook and she has an apron. She'll do the deal. And people are asking, oh, is there more of this, more of that? And she's saying, yes, I'll get that, I'll get this. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to help. Now, was that wise or unwise? What do you think? The wise are like, mm. <laughs> So I went into the kitchen. I said, Heidi, uh, where's the chicken? She said, it's in the refrigerator. I'm going to heat it up just in a moment. I said, yeah, but they're asking if there's more. She goes, there is. I said, can I heat them up? She goes, no, I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to finish this first. I said, well, I can help. What about, what about this? You want me to take that? She goes, no, I got it. Now, that, that was my cue to get out. <laughs> but I'm looking at this place, and I said, do you want me to move this? you want me to heat this up? She goes, no, and she does this. <laughs> I said, did she just put her hand to my face? <laughs> and so I want to, I want to, I want to, um, with the love of God... Try to, try to resolve this matter of how do we get all this food out. And so I said, Heidi, all I need to know is if I can... And she does this. Sheldon? I'm like, what am I, a puppet? What is this? But she was signing, and maybe Sandy can help me with this. This may mean to... Yeah, shut up. That's what she's saying. You don't have to say that, Sandy. You don't have to. <laughs> but when she did that... I thought to myself, how dare you disrespect the man of God? Why would you do that to this poor, unfortunate soul? So I, I, I took the cue and I said, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to leave the kitchen and I'm mad. 
I'm mad. And I'm thinking, Lord, I'm in there to help her. I'm in there to, to help her with the things. He said, no, no, no. <laughs> you actually went, you were in, you was in her way. And so you added stress to her. And, whoa. <laughs> Did you just say amen? <laughs> I was going to do this, but no way. Stress my soul. So sometimes we just need to settle our soul. And that's what I had to do. I said, okay, I got to settle my soul because it's not good right now. If we don't choose to settle our soul, then we'll just continue to take stress out on other people. And even the people that don't deserve the lash out, we'll take it on on them. And to them, they're wondering, what's wrong with you? Why are you always mad at me? What did I do? And it could have been something so simple, but it triggered everything that was happening inside because we never settled our soul. See, stress, when we feel that way, puts all these chemicals in our bodies that only our soul can adjust to on the spot. Because our body is out of whack, we have to go to the Lord to settle our soul. Our body is, it's, it doesn't just shut off. You still have all these chemicals going on in your body. So you've got to go to God and settle your soul. Some of us, we worry about the things that we cannot control. Uh, sometimes it's our children and we think, oh boy, you know, if, if they only did this, 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 and this. And we try to change them. But if God is working on them, then let's work with God. Rather than try to change other people. Because if... If God is at work changing them and they're not changing yet, what more can you do? If God himself cannot change the person nor the situation, what can we do? We can try our very best to help, but we can't change people. Some of us as parents or even grandparents sometimes will think, boy, I wish I did things different." You know, maybe I should have done this with my children. Maybe I should have spent more time. Maybe I should have done this. And you live with regret. And you carry that burden, so you're stressed out. But maybe you you have to think of it this way. Because right now in this season of your life, yeah, you can look back and say, I should have done this, 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 and this. And so now you worry about your children. But look at it this way. At that moment, at that given time, you did the best that you could under the situations that you were in, in the circumstances that you're living in, and you did your very best with what you had. And so instead of looking back and wishing you did things better, look at where you are today and how you can progress forward. Otherwise, you're going to stress out on something you just cannot do anything about. You cannot change that. Some of us stress out about our jobs, our finances, and, and, and that's, that's natural. We stress out about our friendships. We stress out about our responsibilities, our projects, our tasks at hand, and, and, and the things that we have to do. But maybe we need to ask ourselves these two questions. And the first thing is, if you are where you're supposed to be, for the things that I'm stressing out about and what's going on in my life right now, am I where I'm supposed to be? Is this where I'm supposed to be? And if it is, then God, how can I live under this situation? How, how, do I, how do I deal with this? What do you say? How can I do this in this situation that I'm in? 
Is this where I'm supposed to be? The second thing is, am I going about it the right way? Some of us, we, we go about solving things the wrong way, and so we stress out about it. And there's ways to do that. And sometimes we just need to stand back and, and, and assess the situation or, or our life and then figure out, am I, am I going about this the right way? Now, the question is this, then, why, why do we settle our souls? Well, as the Bible says, if we don't, if we're not still, then we won't get to know God. And then when situations do come up, we won't even recognize His voice because we don't know God. You cannot get to know God on the run. You cannot get to know God when you're just stressed out. It, it, we have to be still. We have to settle our souls so that we can know that He is God. And when you do, you're going to recognize that He's going to do things that you just cannot do. Because He is that great and that good. See, stress levels heighten when we compete with other people. When we compare with other people. It just heightens our stress levels. And when you settle your soul, you're settling in God's love. And because of His love, we're able to love ourselves. And we're able to love other people. Because we're resting in Him. Now you might think, well, it's not my fault all the time. I mean, I just know my day is going to be filled up with idiots. So how do I deal with that? And so many of us, we actually set ourselves up for a horrible day. So here's the third thing. Decide my attitude beforehand. Beforehand. Did you know that stress is not the issue? The issue is how I deal with it. We're all going to have situations that can add stress to us. Our bodies need a certain amount of stress to do certain things. But you decide beforehand what attitude you're going to have. Again, some of us get up, first thing in the morning is, Ah, i got to work. Ah, I hate work. Or for students, Ah, i got to go to school today. I hate going to school. Or, like tomorrow, it's Monday. I hate Mondays. You're even thinking about Monday today. You're stressing about tomorrow today. And so, we have a horrible day today because of what may happen tomorrow that might not happen. So we stress out today, receiving all of that stress that may never happen. So we stress out about the things that not is even going to take place. But we live it today. And you say, oh man, tomorrow is going to be so stressful. It's going to be stressful. Work. It's going to be stressful. Why? Oh, we have things to do. So many projects. Oh, what a weekend. Weekend came and went. Now I got to, tomorrow, I got to work. And it's still Sunday. So your whole day is filled with stress for Monday. Not even knowing what's going to happen. It's kind of weird, don't you think? We stress out on the wrong day. And we're actually deciding beforehand what our attitude will be like tomorrow. But instead of doing that, have a different attitude. Take on a different approach beforehand. Some of you, even when you, you're walking around your house, before you even get out of your room, you're already thinking of, okay, I know the, the place is a mess. I know the place is a mess. 
I know there's a lot of clothes to wash, so oh my goodness, it's clothes day, it's laundry day, I'm going to have to wash all these clothes, i got to clean the house, i got to do all these things, or you're thinking about, oh, i got to fix this, i got to fix that, i got to work on this, i got to do all these things, and so it's like we're setting our attitude up for the day. And then when the day hits, even small things will irritate you. You see a piece of rubbish on the ground and you'll be like, I'm picking that up. That's not my rubbish. I just vacuumed, so I'm not picking that up. I'm not picking that up. I didn't make that. So that's, that's not my mess. That's somebody else. That's not even my gum wrapper. I didn't even eat that kind of gum. Somebody else would pick that up. And wait for somebody else to pick that up. That's right. Somebody's going to pick that up. That's not my rubbish. That's not my rubbish. No. And then you sit down and you watch your family. Serious. Serious. You too. You too. No. You, nobody saw this piece of paper. Nobody. And this is okay. Okay. So... Nobody saw this piece of paper that was here for 40 days. Nobody. Six of us live in this house. Nobody saw this piece of paper. Nobody. I got to pick this up. I got to pick up this piece of paper. Me. By myself. See what you guys make me do? You guys make me crazy. That's what you guys make me do. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, what's the problem? The rubbish. The rubbish that was on the ground. Nobody picked that up. That lint. You never see the lint. That's your socks. I don't wear those kind of socks. That's your color socks. I know that's your lint. Because I did forensics. <laughs> it's like our, we, we go crazy because small things. But it's really not small to you, isn't it? It's something big to you because you care about these things. Not, not lint. But you care about the clean house. You care about a, a clean car. You, you care about your work. You care about your children. You care about the environments that you're in. You care about these things. And so we take ownership of it. But there's a right way and then there's an unwise way. There's a wise way and an unwise way. There's certain ways we can do things. And what the Bible is telling us is when you develop your attitude beforehand, it'll help with the whole situation. Now, what attitude should we have? Here's how the book of Philippians puts it. Verses 5 through 7, chapter 2. It says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. He's saying, Put on this attitude. Don't put on your own attitude. And if you don't set that up beforehand, you're not going to be ready for what hits you when it comes to life. We were traveling and we were at the uh, airport in L.A. And as we're going toward the, the security line, I'm noticing there's a lot of people and I'm thinking, Oh, great. It's going to take us long to get in. And hopefully I'm not behind someone who's slow. And hopefully I go in the quick line. And usually you pick the wrong line all the time. You go in the shorter line, but then there's always that person that takes forever. So I'm in the wrong line, and already, you know, it's already stressful at that airport. So you're trying to get everything through. 
Well, I get out, you know, you take off your shoes and you take off your belt and you're checking for everything. Like, hey, do I have a pen? Do I have glasses? Do I have anything in my pockets? And you got to move, you know, you got to keep moving. So, you know, you're bare feet or you don't have, you know, your shoes on and things. And you're checking, okay, everything good. It's stressful already. So you go through the thing, you go through the, okay, good. And then, oh, excuse me, sir. Oh, what is it? Okay, okay. Oh, sorry, I forgot about this. And so you're, you're going through the line. I get through and all our things are going. It's going on the conveyor belt. And here's this woman and this man waiting. And I'm thinking, grab your things, and then we can grab ours. But I, and I don't know what they're waiting for. So I see my things come. And so I just kind of reach around her and say, oh. And I grab my shoes and I grab my things. And, and I guess I bumped her. So she says, oh, you, you couldn't just wait. <laughs> and Heidi says, what did she say? <laughs> and I said, oh, she said, isn't traveling great? So, I wasn't going to tell Heidi what she said. So, everything went through. And, and, and so, I said this to the woman. I said, um, I'm just trying to grab my things because there is a lot of people trying to come through. And she says, well, so am I. And then we kind of left it at that. And I was mad. And I was thinking, you know what? She's not going to see me ever again. I don't know this lady. I don't know her husband. And he never make eye contact with me. He's smaller than me. So, I was okay with that. So I'm, I'm waiting for them to go through, and, and, um, and I want to say something. But then God speaks to my heart, and He says this to me. He says, is that the kind of attitude you want to be known for in displaying who I am? I said, wait, wh- wait, what? What do you mean? He says, is, is that how you want to present who I am to people? And so, well, judging by her attitude, she's not a Christian. He says, maybe that's why she's not. Because you are, and that's how you're displaying who I am. So what you need to do is apologize to her and tell her you're sorry. (laughs) Oh, Dad, really? And he says, yes, you need to apologize. I felt like, you know, like kids, you got to go back and go, sorry. So I walk to this woman and this man, and they're putting their things together, and I I tap her on the shoulder. And, you know, this this is... High-risk security, right? You know, you don't know who is who. So I tap her on the shoulder, and she turns around. She goes, yeah? And I said, "Um, sorry to bother you, but I just wanted to apologize for my attitude. I I shouldn't have reacted that way, and um, you didn't deserve that. And I'm sorry. She said, oh, that's okay. I understand. You know, there's a lot of things to do. Even me, I'm trying to grab my things. And I said, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Her husband is like, tiny shoe. (laughs) I'm like, bro, I'm not going to do nothing to you. I just saying sorry to your spouse. But we're, we're done, and, and as we're leaving, it's like God says, you know, you, you have to put on my attitude. And, and you got to decide that beforehand. You can't, you can't do that on the situation because all of this is taking place at that given moment. And so you're going to react to it rather than be ready for it. He says, here's the attitude you need to have, just like Jesus Christ. That's the attitude you should have. In other words, the attitude in ourselves... That is of Christ, is actually emptying ourselves. Everything we want to do, that's not according to the ways of God, He's saying you empty that attitude. That's what you empty. Colossians 3, 2, it says, Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. How do we do that? It's our walk with God. It's getting to know God. It's being still. It's settling our soul. It's finding our rest in Him. 
And although gathering together once a week is important, he's saying, no, it's every day. It's not just on Sunday. It's every day. Because you're, you're going to encounter these stressful situations. There are many things that we put on in our lives. There, there's, there, there are many things that we do. Church is one of them. But here's how, here's how Colossians reminds us. Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. It says, And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. It's put on love. That's what Christ did. He put on love. And over 2,000 years ago, He showed it at the cross. It says, Because I love people, this is what I'm choosing to do. And He put on love. Love is not always easy. Love can be painful. It can be messy. But it is the the best thing for God's cure for stress. And put on love. Amen. And close your Bibles and put away your notes. This past week uh, with our Camp Legacy, uh, it could have been pretty stressful. And I know at times it was. And thank you to you as the church who hosted this. And the volunteers who served uh, and the staff, of course, an amazing team. Uh, couldn't be more proud of this team. They do amazing things uh, in, in so many ways. And a lot of them work behind the scenes. And, and you may never see them because they're not up front here, but they matter. They matter to me. And they matter to God. And because we love, we do what we do for God. We do what we do for Jesus Christ. This past week, there were over 200 high school students, and we want to show you just what took place and, and some things that they did. And the reason why I want to show you this is because even though times may be stressful, when you put on love, then God can work in miraculous ways. Uh, we're going to pray, and as we do, um, just allow God to do something here. You know, and, and thank you for being such a giving church to leave a legacy for these high schoolers that will change their life forever. And so would you bow your heads with me? Lord, when we put on love, then our, our, our lives are different. And we can only be different because of how you are. And you help us with the most difficult days, the most difficult moments. And even though there may be stress that comes into our lives and we, we have to deal with it, you find us... You help us find a way to do what we cannot do. And it's only possible when we find you and that we find our rest in you. And help us, Lord, to settle our souls. For some of us, our souls have been abandoned. We've kind of left it on the side. We've never taken care of it. And so we're empty. It's like we have nothing else to give. We'll go through the motions of life, but our souls are empty. Refresh our souls, Lord. Help us to settle our souls, especially when situations come up that we just can't handle. Help us to decide beforehand what attitude we're going to have. And let us put on your attitude, the the one that empties itself. The one that empties the things inside that are not of you. And not only empty what is not of you but that we would put on the cloak of love that we would wear love and it's your love we thank you 
Because without your love for us, it would be impossible for us to love other people and to love ourselves. And we can only love because you loved us first. So we thank you for being this kind of God. We trust in you. We pray for those who will be deciding to be water baptized today, that as you stir the hearts, you draw them close to you. And it may be a time like this that when they go underwater and come back up, that they will, they will sense that new life that you promised for them. So I pray, Lord, that many would be baptized today and not worry about what other people will think or what's happening on the inside. Because you will make all things possible. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen.